0: Welcome to Enrich Relationships, a podcast designed to help leaders improve their personal and professional relationships from a father and son team. We
1: each bring executive corporate experience in both public and private companies, as well as personal experience as brothers, fathers and sons. I'm Dax Rich.
0: And I'm Larry Rich. And together we discuss different leadership skills and concepts that will help you at work and at home. Part of an effective one-on-one is asking questions that are important because we have an interest in the response. If we don't have an interest in them, then don't ask the question. For example, I was in a situation recently with a bank, and it was an 800 number that we had to call to go see a local banker. And we called the number and said, could we get the number for the local bank? And they said, no, we don't give that. And we said, well, we'd like to go make an appointment to go see a banker there. And they're like, what is it you want to see them for? And it was to get a cashier's check. So we explained that we'd like to set a time and all that. And they said, well, we don't know if they actually do that. And we're like, well, can we call them and find that out? And they said, no, we can't give you the number. And we're like, well, how can we know if we can get what we need done if we don't know if they can actually do it? And as we went round and round, probably for about five to ten minutes, we kept getting the same kind of answer that, well, I don't know, I'm not sure, I, I don't know. And then finally after that and getting quite frustrated, the person we were talking to said, well, is that it? And we said, yeah, apparently that's it. And then she responded, well, is there anything else I can do for you? Which really was even more frustrating than I think the whole conversation. Because again, don't ask questions if you don't mean what you're asking or you can't help in any way. When we're trying to help somebody, it's really important that if we're going to ask them questions, and I'll take it back a little bit more to a one-on-one, that if we're going to ask questions of them, that we intend to do something with it. For example, if they tell us, I'm really glad you asked that because there's some things with our company that I feel like are of concern or that I feel like as a manager I need your help with or, or these are things where I feel like we can improve. If we really aren't interested in what they have to say or we have no intention of dealing with that, the worst thing that can happen is either we ignore them or... In the next time we have our one-on-one, we bring it up again and say, hey, I remember you mentioned this, and I just wanted to let you know that I'm still working on that. I haven't really asked any questions yet, but I, I haven't forgotten that. Because sometimes as managers, it's easy to write things down so that we can follow up in a one-on-one, but if we don't actually do anything with it, then that communicates probably a more powerful message that we really didn't care about the question than we really did. So It's really important. Don't ask any kind of a question that you don't have an intention of following up on or responding to.
1: As we were talking about this episode and preparing for it, I was thinking about experiences I've had where in leadership development, I've had the opportunity to sit in on -on one-on-ones between a manager and an employee, apart from just conducting them myself. And some of the common traits that I've seen in one-on-ones is the manager may not feel confident in resolving the situation like we're talking about. So they do one of two things. One, they just simply don't ask a question and they don't even say, how can I help you? Or two, when they do say it to your point, the person will say, well, actually, I've got some feedback for the company or I'm struggling with this, so on and so forth. And the manager sweeps it under the rug or they say, yeah, okay, great. I'll get back to you on that. And then they never get back to them on that. It's simply because they want to to move on and save face. And I find a lot of that comes back to confidence. So I think the first thing I share with folks from my experience with this topic is be confident that even if you don't think you can find the answer, there's tons of resources out there, whether it's at work or at home with social media, with lots of government websites, just so many ways that we can find answers for people. Even if we ourselves don't have that answer, we don't have that response or capability in our own hands. There's lots of ways to help people So the first thing I share is just be brave and ask the question no matter what. And that question can be, what do you need from me? What can we do better as an organization? What can I do better as a leader, as a person, as a friend? And then be willing to act on it. And again, that's the second piece there that I find with with folks is they brush it under the rug, the actual response to that question. And so what I share for that is, Instead of brushing it under the rug and saying, oh, well, you know, that's just not something I can tackle or maybe they bit off more than they thought they could chew. Again, just taking a quick example of a manager asking, how can the company improve? And then the employee saying, well, you know what? We could get rid of mandatory overtime. That really is the worst. And the manager just thinking, well, there's no way I could do that. I can't go up to the CEO and say, get rid of this. So they just brush it under the rug. Instead of approaching it that way, I encourage that leadership bravery of saying, you know what, that's just not something that we can do or that's not something that I'm able to do. However, here's what we can do. And maybe that's passing up the feedback at the least. Maybe it's looking for new ways to restructure somebody's schedule or maybe it's even just empathizing with them and it's saying, you know what, that's just not possible. But I understand how frustrating that is. Help me understand what else about that we can do to help you. I just think that there's so many ways that we as leaders and people can help that doesn't just have to be fixing everything and we don't need to be the hero of every situation and when we ask a question it doesn't have to be that we have the perfect answer or we have the right answer every time but having the bravery and the courage to say you know what let me look into that and I'll get back to you or you know what that's not possible for x y and z but still seeking to build that relationship and seeking to to empathize with that person and meet them where they're at. That's how those leaders are able to really be successful in asking a question like that.
0: To another tool that can be really helpful so that we don't ask things and then not mean it or or ask it without sincerity. I I found it's really helpful to have a sheet with each one of my employees that lists obviously their name, but it includes their spouse, their children, if they have grandchildren. um, if If I ever ask them about names, their birth date, any of those kind of things, that I write that down and then when I talk to that person in their one-on-one most of these are virtual then I'll look at that sheet and I can say hey how's your wife doing and talk call her by name and make sure I say her name right and if you know, somebody had surgery or all and it's not that I'm trying to delve into personal things but a lot of times people if I do that will share things oh you know my son just graduated and he earned a scholarship and blah 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 And I like to write those kind of things down, so the next time I can say, "Hey, did your son decide what he wanted to do with that scholarship? What happened?" Because if they throw things out like that, or we ask about those kind of things, and then, "Oh, what's your wife's name again?" or "Oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot it was your birthday." After someone tells us, "You know, my birthday's in two weeks," those kind of things, I think, take our question and make it totally meaningless. And in the future, I think we've lost that relationship as far as the trust of you really asked me because you cared, didn't you? So I think. It's really important to keep track of those kind of things in some way. Uh, record, as you talked about in other episodes, are really important to have a record of our one-on-one, too, and personal information that we can follow up on or that say, hey, you're connected with me. You get what I'm doing in my life. You care.
1: On that note, when I first became a manager, I got that same advice to take notes. And I found one of the first reasons I told myself not to do it is I felt intimidated Like you said, I didn't want to seem like I was diving into their personal lives. And so I felt uncomfortable. But then I just quickly learned if I just said to that person, I'd like to ask you about your family. You know, in that very first meeting when you're meeting someone, I'd like to ask you about your family, your wife's name, spouse's name, husband's name. And I'd like to take some notes if that's okay. So I'm going to pull out a piece of paper or open up this Word document. If you see my eyes moving, I'm just taking some notes. Is that okay with you? I found that that always was received really well, one, because then they knew I actually was taking notes and they knew that, that I cared. Um, but two, then I, did, I just was able to overcome that hurdle or that obstacle of feeling like I was diving into personal information because I was just stating my intentions up front and people felt comfortable that way. So I totally agree with what you said. That's always served me well as a leader or even as a coworker on my new team that we just joined a couple of months ago. We all came from very different backgrounds, from all different parts of the world, and we all had a lot of tenure in our company, so it felt a little strange to be starting over and trying to get to know each other when we've been in our teams for a long time and we were well set in our ways, and so starting over or starting from the beginning, it felt a little strange to say, okay, well, tell me everything about you when we'd been in our roles for so long, but... By doing that and having a plan, writing out those notes, I've found an improvement in our relationships. It's so much easier to reach out in Slack or Teams or whatever communication we use and say, yeah, I know it's your birthday or I know your daughter is having a recital, good luck, whatever that is. It really strengthens that relationship and it's just served to improve one-on-ones but also normal communication.
0: So really important to really make sure when we ask a question, there's a reason why we're asking it and then following up with that. Thank you for tuning into today's episode and be sure to check out our other episodes where we explore additional ways to enrich your relationships at work and with your family.
1: Before you take off, we invite you to subscribe and share what you liked from this episode with friends, colleagues, and family. Take a moment and share feedback and suggestions with us directly at enrichrelationshipspodcast at gmail.com.
0: Lasting change comes from enriching your relationships both at work and at home.